Hello, everyone, and welcome to Leap of Faith Podcast. I'm Lorraine. I am your host today, and we are in episode 50.4. That's 50.4, and uh, this is Revelation chapter 9. So welcome, and thank you once again for joining me. I know that you are busy. I know that you have a lot of stuff going on, and to take time out of your busy day to read God's Word is uh, something that, uh, you know, I think is awesome. So uh, thank you again. Uh, we are on this journey together, and uh, uh, it's a lot, let me just say. Uh, I kind of read through today's chapter, a lot of symbolism again. Um, so, you know, we're uh, kind of diving deep into it now. Uh, I highlighted a few things, and uh, so, um, you know, again, like I said, there's a lot of symbolism and uh, we can only rest in the promise that we have in Jesus and that we are we are saved and we're going to heaven so we're going to bypass all of this stuff that is coming onto the world so so I'm gonna just go ahead and dive in and we're gonna pray first like we always do and then uh, we'll start reading and we'll talk about it and uh, and I'm going to share something with you. I, actually, I'm going to wait till Friday. So spoiler for Friday, I'm going to share something with you on Friday <laughs> that I found very interesting from a friend of mine. So uh, I'll just remind myself to tell you when we're talking with Jeremiah and doing that episode. So, all right, well, let's pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, we thank you for bringing us together yet another day to read in your word and to absorb whatever it is that you want us to understand and to um, to become closer uh, to you lord we thank you for this opportunity we thank you for always blessing us and taking care of us and uh, providing for us we're just thankful that you want to do that because you love us so much uh, that you want to do that for us and we love you we we love you we exalt you and we are thankful uh, in every way we are most thankful for the gift of your son, Jesus, and his sacrifice on the cross. We thank you for his blood that he shed for all of our sins. And so, uh, Lord, we never take that for granted. We're not worthy. We don't deserve it, but yet you gave it to us. I am thankful for those who are out there uh, who are listening. I pray that you will continue to grow this ministry and uh, send more uh, so that they can hear the word of God out there into the world. And uh, Lord, I thank you for our families. And uh, Lord, I ask for blessings and guidance and protection over our children, our husbands, our wives, whoever's out there. Lord, we just, um, there's a, ever a time that we are uh, being uh, under attack by the enemy. This is it. And Lord, we ask for a hedge of protection from the enemy, Lord. Uh, guide and direct the hearts of our children and our, our husbands and wives, Lord. Just just protect us and uh, direct us in all that we do, all that we say. It's tough out there, but we are confident in your promises. So Lord, uh, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say and keep us out of your way. We invite you into this time in your word. We ask you to anoint it in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, let's start reading chapter 9 of Revelation. 
The fifth trumpet brings the first terror. Then the fifth angel blew his trumpet, and I saw a star that had fallen to earth from the sky. And he was given the key to the shaft of the bottomless pit. When he opened it, smoke poured out as though from a huge furnace, and the sunlight and air turned dark from the smoke. Then locusts came from the smoke and descended on the earth, and they were given power to sting like scorpions. They were told not to harm the grass or plants or trees, but only the people who did not have the seal of God on their foreheads. They were told not to kill them, but not but to torture them for five months with pain like the pain of the scorpion's sting. In those days, people will seek death, but will not find it. They will long to die, but death will flee from them. The locusts looked like horses prepared for battle. They had what looked like gold crowns on their heads, <clears throat> and their faces looked like human faces. They had hair like women's hair and teeth like the teeth of a lion. They wore armor made of iron, and their wings roared like an army of chariots rushing into battle. They had tails that stung like scorpions, and for five months they had the power to torment people. Their king is the angel from the bottomless pit. His name in Hebrew is Abaddon, and in Greek, Apollyon, the destroyer. The first terror is past, but look, two more terrors are coming. The sixth, the sixth trumpet brings the second terror. Then the sixth angel blew his trumpet, and I heard a voice speaking from the four horns of the gold altar that stands in the presence of God. And the voice said to the sixth angel who held the trumpet, <clears throat> Release the four angels who are bound at the great Euphrates River. Then the four angels who had been prepared for this hour and day and month and year were turned loose to kill one-third of all the people on earth. I heard the size of their army, which was 200 million mounted troops. And in my vision, I saw the horses and the riders sitting on them. The riders wore armor that was fiery red and dark blue and yellow. The horses had, the horses had heads like lions and fire and smoke and burning sulfur billowed from their mouths. One third of all the people on earth were killed by these three plagues, by the fire and smoke and burning sulfur that came from the mouths of the horses. Their power was in their mouths and in their tails, for their tails had heads like snakes, with the power to injure people. But the people who did not die in these plagues still refused to repent of their evil deeds and turn to God. They continued to worship demons and idols made of gold, silver, bronze, stone, and wood, idols that can neither see nor hear nor walk, and they did not repent of their murders, or their witchcraft, or their sexual immorality, or their thefts. Ooh, it's pretty big. Holy cannoli. <clears throat> I sure don't want to be around for that. So I highlighted, uh, then the fifth angel blew his trumpet, and he was given the key to the shaft of the bottomless pit. Well, to me, I think, it sounds like hell, but I don't know for sure, but it sounds like it. Uh, when he opened it, smoke poured out as though from a huge furnace. Then locusts, this is in three, uh, were given the power to sting like scorpions. 
Uh, they were told not to harm the grass or plants or trees, which is what locusts normally do, but only the people who did not have the seal of God on their foreheads. So what I, what I have understood, and if anybody knows anything different, please enlighten me. So what I understand is that the rapture happens, you know, the, all the, the Christ followers go to heaven and there are people that are left on the earth. Uh, there are some people who realize what happens and they turn to God. This is what I'm understanding. And they get God's mark on their foreheads to differentiate between the people who get the mark of the beast. So there's going to be the people who get the mark of the beast. And then there's going to be the people who have the mark of Christ on them. I don't know what that mark is. have no idea. So they're not, so the people who have the mark of God on their foreheads aren't to be touched by these scorpions. Okay. Um, not, so they were told not to kill them, but to torture the people without the mark, um, them for five months with the pain, like the pain of scorpion sting. In those days, people will seek death because the pain is going to be so bad, but they will not find it. They will long to die, but death will flee from them. So they're just going to be for five months in pain. Can you imagine that? The locusts look like horses prepared for battle. And then they give this description of what they look like. So, you know, locusts, I think, are about that big, I think, somewhere in that vicinity. So can you imagine, like, all the swarms of these locusts that sting with a scorpion tail? I mean, anyway, it just amazes me. And the scorpion's king, their king... Oh, wait a second. So they had tails that stung like scorpions, and for five months they had the power to torment people. Their king is the angel from the bottomless pit. His name in Hebrew is Abaddon, and in Greek, Apollyon. So I would like to look that up. But it means the destroyer, apparently. To me, I, I would think that that's Satan. Again, so, you know, the fallen angel. Um... The first terror is past, but look, two more terrors are coming. So I highlighted that. Then I went down into 13, and the sixth angel blew his trumpet. And the voice said to the sixth angel who held the trumpet, Release the four angels who are bound at the great Euphrates River. I don't know what that means, but there's four angels who are being released. And uh, let's see. And again, it says it again, for this hour, day, month, and year. And the four angels who had been prepared for this particular hour, this day, this month, this year, whatever that might be, we don't know. Uh, they were turned loose to kill one-third of all the people that are left on the earth. So that means that there's still two-thirds of the people left. So it slowly we're getting, you know, to a smaller and smaller number of the people left on earth, if you think about it. Because when the rapture happens, I don't know how many people there are. You know, if you go back to, uh, I don't know what chapter it was, but they say, you know, two people will be walking and one will disappear. Well, if that's the case, if there's two, that means 50% of the people on the earth are going to disappear because they're Christ followers. That's what I'm thinking. They're going to be raptured up. I don't know. I, I don't know if that's actual factual, but I'm just going through what, you know, what it said previously in the New Testament. So, uh so there's going to be two-thirds left over of what was left over previously. <laughs> uh, I heard the size of their army. I know the math just goes on and on. I heard the size of their army, which was 200 million, 200 million mounted troops. Uh, 
uh, in my vision, I saw the horses and the riders sitting on them. So now we're down one third, I'm into 18, one third of all the people on earth were killed by these three plagues, by the fire, smoke, and burning sulfur that came from the mouths of the horse. I don't know what that exactly means. I don't know, you know, I don't think that that's literal. So it's gonna be interesting to see that. Uh, their power was in their mouths and in their tails and their their tails had heads like snakes. I mean, can you imagine a horse that has a tail that has heads like snakes on it? It's like, um, what's her name, Medusa? Is that her name? The one, the Greek goddess that's got the heads on her snake? The one that you look at her, you turn to stone. Uh, okay, then down into 20. <clears throat> but the people who did not die in these plagues still refused to repent of their evil deeds and turn to God. They still, they're still refusing it. They're seeing all this stuff happening, but yet they're still gonna refuse to repent. I don't get that. They continue to worship demons, idols, made of gold, silver, bronze, stone, and wood, idols that can neither see, nor hear, nor walk. Idols don't have to be something that's actual physical. You can have other idols. You know, you can, you know, anything that distracts you from God is an idol. It could be your cell phone, could be your computer uh it could be you know anything you know it could be you know maybe it could be knitting i don't know i mean knitting seems to be pretty you know mundane but if it's taking you away from god i don't know it could be anything though uh and they did not i'm not saying that knitting is an idol it's whatever takes you away from god takes your eyes off of him and they did not repent of their murders or their witchcraft or their sexual immorality or their theft. So they're still continuing to do whatever it is uh, that's completely ungodly. So that was big. So that's it for today. Um, we will continue uh, to do Revelation tomorrow. It'll be episode 50.5. That'll be uh, Thursday and then Friday. We will be with uh, Jeremiah, so yay. Um, but uh, so we're at that moment. If you, uh, I always give you this opportunity. If you haven't uh, made a choice for Jesus, if you haven't turned your eyes on him and accepted him as your Lord and Savior and Lord of your life, I will lead you in this prayer. Uh, it's a prayer of asking for forgiveness, basically, you know, admitting that you're a sinner and uh, asking God to forgive you. So, and accepting Jesus into your heart and into your life. So uh, if you haven't done that, uh, let's do that now. Uh, this is between you and God. It's got nothing to do with me. I'm just leading the prayer. So, uh, so let's pray. <clears throat> Heavenly Father, today I put my trust in you. I am not perfect and know that I have sinned against you. Please forgive me. I thank you for the sacrifice of your one and only son, Jesus Christ on the cross and the blood that he shed. It's his blood that covers all of my sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior. I accept him into my heart, into my life, and will live my life for him. Thank you for my salvation in Jesus' name. Amen. If you said that prayer for the first time, congratulations and welcome into the kingdom of heaven and into the adopted family of Jesus. You are now a brother or sister in Christ. So celebrate, tell somebody, tell the person who's been praying you or several people if there are more than one people praying for you, uh, persons, people. 
uh, anyway, uh, and then uh, find a church, find a pastor, somebody who can help you to the next stage uh, in your new Christian life. So I say mark it in your Bible, uh, chapter 9 of Revelation, that today was your new birthday in Christ. Um, and, uh, and start living for Jesus is all I can say, because your life will never be the same, ever. So that's it for today. Thank you so much for joining me. I don't know what time it is that you are uh, watching or listening, morning, noon, or night. I have no idea, but I'm grateful that you have been here, and uh, I pray blessings over you as you go throughout your day or your evening, whatever it is, and I will see you tomorrow. God bless you.